All right, welcome to the first edition of the Business of Digital podcast uh, with your host, Matt Siltola, that's me, and Dave Rohr on the other end. Say hi. Hello, everyone. So what Dave and I were talking about was uh, we, we both have wanted to do podcasting for a long time, and neither one of us had the motivation to do it by ourselves, so we got together and we talked and we said, hey, let's do this, and luckily for me, um, that motivated Dave, and he's kind of uh, you know, push the, put the fire on me to make this happen. And so, uh, what we've done is we've put this together and we hope that this is beneficial for those that are listening. Uh, we wanted to make this, uh, geared for a lot of the, the smaller business owners. Um, there'll be other, other ones that this is, uh, beneficial for as well. And we'll get into that. And, uh, I'll let Dave explain a lot of that side of it, but we just really wanted to get in and start uh, a podcasting show that uh, would be beneficial and useful uh, for those in the digital marketing space. And uh, one of the things that uh, we talked about, we, we got a whole bunch of topics already uh, planned out and a bunch of uh, guests lined up. And one of the things that uh, we're constantly asked, Dave and I, is as a small business owner, um, how can I uh, stretch my budget? Or if I don't have you know little to nothing uh, type of budget, how can I Uh, do marketing online and how can I make this work? And so, uh, Dave, maybe why don't you jump into answering that? Uh, Maybe first kind of uh, uh, give us a little background and introduce yourself and to those that may uh, be new to you. And uh, after you get done, then I'll do the same and answer as well. So go ahead. Sure. So I've been a developer. I started off as back in 99, 98, kind of transitioned into an in-house SEO marketing guy. Um, ran away from the dev side of things, spent a lot of time, almost 10 years in-house bouncing around a couple places, and then ended in one or two agencies after constantly being bought. Um, Agencies are bought a lot. Um, Working with lots of Fortune 50, Fortune 500 clients. Um, But when I was doing that, I was still working with these small startups and small businesses just because getting a title changed on a large business can take a year sometimes. Yeah. You can launch a brand new blog in a day with a small business, so it's really different. Um, but it's also a lot of fun. But like you said, the challenge comes for the small business owner is with the budget. And um, yeah, there's a lot we can talk about. So and, yeah, I guess the main thing that we could get into, and and I'll introduce myself a little bit before we get into that. But one of the things that I was thinking is is uh, a lot that they could do even just with social media and help it drive traffic to their site. I mean, if they uh, know anything about their business, which I hope they do, uh, they can uh, put out some really good content, and we'll talk about what really good content is, um, and, and drive it with social media. But uh, I'm your other host, Matt Soltola, and my company is Avalanche Media, uh, founded it several years ago. Um, we are up to over 40 employees now, and uh, we do a lot in the, the digital marketing space, of course, and so... Uh, again, happy to bring this information to you guys. Uh, but one of the things that I was thinking about, Dave, that uh, that we could share is uh, you and I talk a, uh, an awful lot about social media. We've been on several panels together at different uh, uh, conferences, uh, PubCon more specifically, where we talk about uh, using um, certain types of content and driving it with social media. And so one of the one of the things I think about more than anything is just some of the businesses here locally. Uh, and the things that they have done that basically has launched them uh, into, you know, just 
just the, the huge business that they are now. And it all started with social media. It all started with simple things like uh, they got an Instagram account. For example, we have a, a Waffle Crush truck here, uh, or it's a waffle truck, a food truck, and it's called Waffle Crush. And uh, they just got on Instagram and they started showing pictures of their waffles and where they would be and um, giving people discounts and giving you a real reason to want to follow them and and help them, uh, you know, share the word, if you will. And and it's been neat to watch them over the last several years because they went from a, uh, you know, this simple startup food truck that could be on the corner every once in a while uh, and sold out. And, you know, you're bummed if you got there too late and you didn't get any, but they've gone from that to a, they actually have a store that people can go into and sit down and order now. And so it's been interesting to, to see stuff like that. And that all happened just from gaining a, uh, following on social media, letting their their friends and family know about it on Facebook, tweeting about it, sharing it, getting the word out. But also, they've done a really good job of integrating themselves with the community and letting people know where they are on social media and getting people to interact and share with them. And so um, that's one of the first places that I would definitely recommend anyone starting. Um, you know, again, different topics are going to have, have different impact, you know, like... Uh, we would be talking about different scenarios if we're, you know, this was for a, a lawyer or whatnot. Uh, this is something, you know, a, a waffle truck and, you know, people want to eat. Um, I always want to eat, but, uh, anyway, so may, maybe you can jump into some of the other side of it or, or, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm, I was already hungry and I was just looking at their site as you were talking and yeah, I'm really <laughs> starving now. Um, yes. <laughs> I, when you're limited on resources and or time, there's similar is there's a hot dog stand. That's one of my favorite hot dog stands. It's not Portillo's. Um, it's UV Dogs, and they're based here in Chicago. It's my favorite place to go whenever I'm in the city. They don't and put I ketchup on one. their dogs, do they? What's that? Do they yell at you if they put if you put ketchup on your dogs or ask for ketchup? No, they do not. Oh, um, I, I get it Chicago style, so I, I my name is not Ryan. I don't do that. Uh, but they they work. I mean, they're in there at 7 in the morning and they close at 4. So, I mean, they're there for 10 hours a day, I'm sure. Um, and I know the owner and um, I think it's his girlfriend wife um, and a couple of the two people that I've seen on and off uh, working there for the last couple, what, five, five or so years now, six years. But they're there all day. They check Twitter, usually at night. Because every time I'm there, I will tweet a photo of, you know, my favorite food. Cause I always get a chicken sandwich and a hot dog. And... Within that day or sometimes the next day, they'll always retweet it or respond to me. So they're busy all day, but they're still checking Twitter. Um, so they're making you know, the effort is what you're saying. They're, they're it's, it's, yeah, they're not posting every day. They're not posting every week. They're, they're not, you know, super active. Every so often they'll post some stuff, but they're just active enough. They're watching for people talking about them. They're more monitoring than anything. And that's great. Um, I mean, that's what you need to do with the social tools, right? Yeah. And that's really all they need to do. They are, if you try to go there between 1130 and 1230, good luck. Um, They're already packed and busy, but they're still monitoring. They're still watching the reputation. They're still answering questions and stuff. Um, I think I left a review on Yelp before. Um, I've never seen a bad one, but I imagine they still monitor that just for people to complain. Um, and that's really all they're doing is just monitoring and just trying to maintain. They're not 
trying to create thousands of pieces of content because they just don't need to. But, you know, eventually at one point, I'm sure they were creating more content when they didn't have the audience, like the Waffle Crush plays. They needed an audience. Yes. So when you need an audience, it's it's a bit of a different, it's creating content, trying to create buzz, trying to get in front of people versus someone that's been in business for a long time. You don't need to be posting, and and I'm sure someone will be mad at me, you don't need to be posting two or three times a week to Twitter, to Facebook, to everything (laughs) else. Um, You need to post enough that makes sense for you, your business, and whoever your your prospects and customers are. I I totally agree. And you you said something that I do want to touch on, so I'm glad that you mentioned it. But you said uh, you talked about Yelp for a second. And so I'd like to, to, to dive into that side of it as well because one of the things that these guys can do is they can get listed on sites like Yelp. Now, I'm sure that you've had people that have been like, well, I don't want to get on Yelp. I've heard that they're nasty or people write bad reviews. Well, um, here's a little secret. There's You're never going to be able to please 100% of the people. And one of the things, and I don't know if you're like this, Dave, but um, when I'm looking at reviews, if I find a business that's got like 500 reviews and it's a perfect five-star, I'm thinking like, what have these guys done to manipulate that? Like these guys are not legit. Now, you yeah. know, if we get a solid four, four and a half, and we got thousands of people reviewing it, I know that it, there's probably something about this place, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. So, you know, don't have any fear with stuff like that. What would you tell those people? Uh, pretty much the same thing, yeah. If, if you ever hear too many people say, you know, it, it sounds too good to be true, uh, same thing with an Amazon. If I ever see everyone rating anything on, you know, whatever store it is that has ratings, if I see five and I see 500, it either needs to be a Michelin rated place and even then someone will complain because of whatever, but I I just don't believe it. Um, and a lot of the times those one stars are just people that went in angry or unhappy. Um, and no matter what they they could have gotten the food free, it still wouldn't have been hot enough, um, or something. So there's always going to be people complain at least it gives you a presence and it gives you an opportunity to, to talk to the haters, to talk to people that are unhappy, but also to know who your fans are and to have that social proof that your product, your service, your food is really good and worth the trip. Absolutely. You you, you, also, you, you said something just there that reminded me of a, of a situation that happened here. And sorry, I'm going to make you more hungry, but uh, there's a barbecue place here called Joe's Real Barbecue. And the first time I tried it, it wasn't that amazing. And everybody kept raving about it. And I was like, you know, this isn't that good. And, uh, you know, so I went in and I left my review on, and, and again, it was, it's Joe's real barbecue. It's in Gilbert, Arizona. And, uh, and I left the review and, and like I said, I wasn't that impressed and, um, I got a response and it wasn't a, a it, from the owner and it wasn't a nasty response. It wasn't anything. It was like, Hey, we're so sorry that you had a horrible experience. Um, give me your address and I'd love to send you a gift card come back and try it. We might've had an off day or something must've happened. I don't know, but we we're confident enough in our product that, uh, you know, we want you to come back and we're willing to do this for you. And so they never asked me to change my review. They never asked for anything. And so I took them up on it. I went back and the second time it was much better. And so they must've been having an off day and, uh, it cost him like 40 bucks and I'd updated my review. And again, he didn't ask me to do, he didn't break any guidelines or rules. He was just being a good business owner. He was monitoring. He was like, hey, you know, he, he didn't take offense to it. Like, I think often two times when 
we read negative reviews or something like we want to take offense from it. We don't want to learn from that. And, and I think that that was a good uh, teaching moment. And hopefully for everyone listening to this, it's a good teaching moment. If you do get negative reviews or if you do have people talking bad about you or anything like that, um, don't take offense to it. Learn from it. Grow from it. Yeah, I agree. It's, I, I think for most people that work in jobs and they have their, their annual review, part of that negative stuff is, you know, here's what you need to approve on. I think for a business owner, and I try to be critical of myself as I run my own agency and pick my own self apart. Um, after, after every client I work with, I'm like, what could I have done better? Right? You know, what did yeah. I do really well, but also what could I have done better? Where, where, where could I have made the process better for them and or for me? Um, I think sometimes, especially when it comes to food, I think people are very particular and very protective. Uh, um, I'm sure if you were to tell our friend Brian, who does a lot of barbecue, that that brisket he made wasn't good, he'd look at us really funny because um, he just never hears that. But it, it's not. I think he doesn't look at it as constructive criticism. But sometimes some of the reviews aren't exactly constructive criticism either. It's just people angry, yeah. and there's really nothing you can do about it. Nope, there's nothing um, you can do about that. Whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, some people have an agenda. Some people are just angry. Some people just decided that you know, and not that you I are to... the target today. I worked. Oh, sorry. Well, not not and not that I want to talk about this dark side of it, but then there's also those people that are your competitors that are just going to go in there and try to jack you, and that yeah. happens as well. And just be prepared for it and be aware. Yeah, I. I... I worked at Great American Food Service for almost 10 years. I worked at McDonald's for four years. Um, I've worked in a couple other food places for years, and one of them served people that were on a college campus and sometimes um, a bit inebriated. <laughs> I have had many people, uh, drunk and sober, yell at me for whatever reason. Um, they were just having a bad day, and I was the target. Yeah. Um, I was the fast food person, you know, or the manager, or whoever it was. And I've seen people do it at bank tellers. We've all seen videos of it. Some people are just having a bad day. The tough thing is, is when it's posted on social media or Yelp or, you know, some sort of forum or something, it's really hard not to take it personal. Um, Man, but I'm so glad kinda, there was not social media when we were kids. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, I'm watching that with the kids now. But yeah, it's don't take it personal. Look at it from, and it's always very hard to do sometimes with some of the, the things that people say, but think about, assume that they have a motivation or assume that, you know, there's an agenda or they were just having a bad day and just try to figure out a way to nicely respond to them, um, answer any problems, you know, I don't want to say fall on the sword, but sometimes like, you know, that owner did. He's like, well, maybe we're having a bad day. I apologize. You know, yeah. it doesn't happen very often. Um, we all have bad days. We all have days where someone calls in sick or, you know, you're just not feeling good um, or someone on your team or within your own company kind of accidentally screws you or purposely um, and it makes you look bad. It's, it happens and we all just have to assume and hope that it doesn't happen often when you go to especially a restaurant. I know they're always the... Uh, the the biggest example for that kind of stuff or airlines. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, uh, I guess, uh, kind of wrapping it up, we wanted to, you know, keep these informative, but not like string you out so long that, uh, we want, we bore you to death. We're hoping you're getting some good value from this to all those that are listening. Thank you. Um, just, uh, to wrap it up, 
Uh, one of the things that I would say, and, and again, I think we're going to have a series of different things that we could talk about uh, specifically, even within this topic. Um, and then, you know, you'll be able to, uh, Dave will give you some information on the website and, and the plans there. Um, but uh, what we want to do is we really want to help the, the small business owner, um, you know, figure out how to navigate through this path. We've, we've been doing this for so long. I myself in some form have been doing it since 1997. And so um, we've just seen the, the bad side of it happen to small business owners being taken or small business owners that have a, a, a really solid product and opportunity and fail because they don't understand uh, this side of things. And so that's what the purpose of this, uh, this podcast uh, that we're doing uh, is for, and we look forward to doing it. And uh, uh, take it away, Dave. Send us out of here. Yeah, so just kind of wrapping it up around social media, look at where your customers are. You know, if you're a food truck, certainly, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, you know, you can post a quick story about what you're making, you know, what the special of the day is, um, Facebook Live. Look and see where your customers might be and really focus in on one or two to start with and try to try to build a following. Great tip right there. Great tip. Just focusing on like, the one or two where, where your customers are at. I like that. And that's a great place to uh, to end it because one of the things that I was thinking was we could have whole sessions where we just talk about Facebook Live or or yeah. Instagram stories or things like that. And so where can people find you online, Dave? You can find me as Daver on Twitter or you can find me at northsidemetrics.com. And myself, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Siltala, just M-A-T-T underscore S-I-L-T-A-L-A, or just Google some form of that and the word beard, and you'll find me. Not beer, that would be Dave. Beard be me. is me. And so, anyway, uh, Avalanche Media, uh, Northside Metrics with Dave, and uh, we look forward to doing more of these, and we will see you later. Bye.